Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Having been a theater teacher as well as English and speech, I loved the unit when we would do some of the origins of the actual words of acting. And the word hypocrite ultimately came into English from the Greek word hypocrites, H-Y-P-O-K-R-I-T-E-S, which means an actor or a stage player, and usually implies a good one. The Greek word itself is made up of two Greek words that literally translate as an interpreter from underneath. Interpreter from underneath. That bizarre compound makes more sense when you know that the actors in ancient Greece wore theater masks, large ones, and then they would play according to what the masks looked like. So that Greek word has extended and now into our common lore of speech, a hypocrite has taken on a very negative instead of a positive term. No one wants to be a good hypocrite, do they? Well, not unless you're a good actor and you're on stage and you're supposed to do that. Unfortunately, too many of us hide behind our own little masks and we put on the little smiley face that says everything is good and we post our little Facebook pictures. I love doing that because I love seeing other people's pictures and sometimes we even have to you know, let people see what else is going on in our life. My husband took a picture of me recently in the hospital right before I had back surgery. And I'm not going to hide the bad things that happen because each of us has a lot of things we're going through. Each of us has to face sometimes physically issues. Mentally, we have certain things going on. I know spiritually, sometimes we're all up and down. Sometimes we're questioning God. Sometimes we're asking if he's really there. We can't hear him. I'm thinking back to the day of the Sunday, as we call it, before Easter, before Resurrection Day. The Palm Sunday is what we call it. For those of us who celebrate Easter, the Palm Sunday celebration comes the Sunday before. So it's a different time each year based on when Easter is. But Palm Sunday marks the first day of Holy Week. Now, actually, what happened back in the day on Palm Sunday, it's very interesting that people were looking for Jesus. They were standing along the roadsides. They had these palm branches, which is where we get the name Palm Sunday. And they were all proclaiming, here he comes. This is going to be our king. He's riding into Jerusalem. And they stood beside the whole area there waiting and watching. 
They began to say, Hosanna, oh, high and mighty Hosanna. And they were praising him and they were watching and they couldn't wait to see what he was going to do. And yet it would only be a few days later that they were yelling, crucify, crucify, crucify. What happened? What made them turn? Were they hypocrites? Were they just pretending because they thought they might get some power when they said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest? Well, many of them did turn on him. Some of them perhaps were just hypocrites, just going along with the crowd, just pretending but others actually were turning their backs on him. Others wanted him to be a king, and here he was, a lowly servant who at this time started giving them what we know as the Beatitudes, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, and those who mourn, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice, the merciful. Blessed are the pure of heart, the peacemakers. Blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice's sake. These words were given to the crowds, but they didn't want that kind of leader. They wanted a high and mighty God riding in on a white horse, but he was on a donkey. He was on a lowly animal. And he said, I came not to be served, but to serve. And that's what he calls us to do today. He doesn't want us to have this power. I'm great. I'm high and mighty. No, he wants us to be rooted in the same power that God gave him in power of meekness, of poverty, of justice and mercy, love and peace. And he doesn't ask us for anything but to stay with him, watch with him, serve with him until he comes back for us. Because it's easy to abandon him when we're hungry or thirsty or naked or sick. And he calls us to be the one who will serve those who are hungry and thirsty and naked and sick and even imprisoned. I know that's why I go into jail ministry, because I know, but for the grace of God, there go I. And I know that I have no power, nothing on my own. He even told me that in scripture, without me, you can do nothing. But he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So this Palm Sunday, I'm not going to wave palm branches and shout Hosanna and then turn my back on him. I want every day to be a day of Hosanna and praise and love and thanksgiving for the one who loved me so much. He came to die for me and for you, my friend. Every sin you've ever committed is right there on the cross, nailed to it, forgiven. If you have come to him, if you have trusted him as your savior, you're forgiven. There is nothing else you can do. There is nothing else you have to do. You can't earn a better spot in heaven. You can't do anything to save yourself. All you can do is thank him, surrender to him, glory and joy in all that he has given. 
and be grateful that you get to serve him by telling others the good news of what he did for you and what it was all about 2,000 years ago when the crowds turned on him, as many who even hear this today will turn on him. So many don't want to go to church on Sundays and give up their time on Easter. After all, it's just about chocolate Easter and eggs and rabbits. And no, my friend, it is the deepest, darkest, and yet the greatest time in all of history. Those three days when he went from dying on the cross, having everyone turn to the greatest love of where he gave himself. And God resurrected, brought him out of the darkness, just as he did you and me. That's where we were, dying, living that life of self, of Satan, and of sin, and even enjoying it. Sin is fun for a season. But then we find out it's all about dying to self and finding the greatest resurrection power we can ever find and know, all because of what he did for us. And that's why we celebrate Resurrection Sunday next week. My friend, may this week be a time that you grow closer to him, press into him, ask him to know more about him, read his word, find out what happened in those days right before and during the time where he was in the tomb and then the resurrection and then new life in Christ, empowered by what he left us, the Holy Spirit. And that, my friend, is why we live today in joy and peace and glory. 2,000 years ago, he paid the price. It's done, and you're forgiven. And so am I. And we give God all glory. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thank you, God, that you died for us, that we might have life and have it abundantly. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.